Hello, you're listening to Thought Starters, a podcast on the business of creativity, recorded here at the Pod at White City Place. I'm Ellie Stuhler. On the agenda today, politics, or rather, political posters, pussy hats, umbrellas, the graphic design, objects, and technology that has played a role in the Arab Spring, Brexit, Trump's election, the Women's March, and more, from 2008 until the present day. Up for discussion today, a new exhibition at London's Design Museum titled Hope to Nope, which looks at precisely that, graphics and politics. I mean, one of the things I feel really conflicted about, so we have these fantastic posters from North Korea, and they're using, in a way, socialist realism. I mean, it's a kind of, from Soviet Russia onwards, there's a particular way of depicting the future and what it is that any regime of this kind is achieving, which actually I find quite beautiful when they're not very beautiful regimes. Let's meet our two conversationalists. My name's Margaret Cubbage. I'm one of the curators at the Design Museum in London. I'm Lucienne Roberts. I'm a graphic designer. I have a studio called Lucienne Roberts Plus. And I'm also co-founder of Graphic Design and which is a sort of publishing event, curatorial venture. Margaret Cubbage is a curator at London's Design Museum, having worked there since 2007, curating exhibitions including Designers and Residents, a programme that, for the past decade, has commissioned new work and supports the next generation of designers. She's also helped establish the museum's annual Designs of the Year exhibition. Before her career as a curator, Margaret graduated and practised as a graphic designer. Lucienne Roberts is a graphic designer and writer. Her studio, Lucienne Roberts Plus, creates accessible and engaging graphic design with a socially aware agenda that spends exhibition design, books, and corporate identity for cultural, publishing, and public sectors. Clients include the Welcome Collection and the Science Museum Group. Lucienne is also the co-founder of Graphic Design and, publishing books and curating events and exhibitions that explore how graphic design connects with the world around it and the value that it brings. So I guess the exhibition goes right back to the setup of Graphic Design and. So myself and my friend and colleague Rebecca Wright, who runs the graphic design department at Central St. Martins, we came up with this idea of Graphic Design and, which was really because we wanted to explore or make more explicit the role of graphic design in relation to other subjects. And it was initially going to be a publishing venture, so publishing books about graphic design and another subject. And then, because in the studio we do quite a lot of exhibition work, we talked about exhibitions, and graphic design and politics seemed like a really critical subject, a really important subject, and also our studio we've done quite a lot of work that's quite political so it kind of joined everything up now it was four years ago and actually then we were thinking more around we did mention in the proposal about the presidential elections and things like that but we had no idea (laughs) how pertinent it would become really but then at the time it didn't kind of fit and so it didn't happen and then Margaret came back to us last year and said how about reworking the proposal really and resubmitting it so that's the history of it because it seemed much more relevant now than it did then, as it turned out. I suppose we we always seemed to, whenever we met up, we always had these conversations, didn't we, yeah. about the need for a platform to showcase how political graphics, you know, in terms of its full spectrum, how um, it manifests itself, and even the kind of the creative response that came out from Brexit and the Trump election, there was a sense yeah. that there was, as much as we 
didn't want to do a, an exhibition solely on them. There was still the decade that's been, it's been a decade of protest and it's just so much from the Occupy movement, it's just so much mm. creative examples of how people express themselves. I suppose it's also, I think audiences are more, in, they understand more the relevance of it now because of what's happened politically, don't they? So it is funny looking back on that initial proposal because although it talked about things that were happening, it wouldn't have been the right time actually <laughs> because now it's just like people really want to understand because I think people are still quite shocked at how things have played out. Yeah, there's definitely a greater engagement and awareness. Yeah, and yeah That's exactly. partly, I suppose, mainstream media has played a role in that but equally technology yeah. has played its part in the way that the way in which these political messages are disseminated are they kind of come direct to our pocket or our screen so you can't avoid you kind of almost can't avoid these messages be it from establishment or kind of grassroots activism they use the symbols aren't they they're symbols to show solidarity in some cases or to show anger or yeah true to the spirit of the content curatorially we had to be responsive or reactive to mm. the times and it, it gave us challenges and made it difficult to kind of coordinate or curate in a kind of conventional sense but there's that need to ensure we were current that we could update that we you know there was space in order to do that yeah um to show that we were reacting or kind of yeah um yeah keep it it's so unusual that. as a process isn't it yeah it's quite, it's quite hard. <laughs> we tried to look at the two sides of the story, um, didn't we, in a way of this kind of polarised view. Like mm. we would have one object, but on the other side it would be, well, what's the other side to this story? To kind of enri- enrich and give a real a real overview or understanding of the whole context in which it sat. Mm. Which, like you said, once you found you got that right, something may come in and alter its balance or kind of, there was a kind of scrutiny to the selection of these pieces in a way that you are you were justifying why it's in and it's not it wasn't based on whether this is good or bad design it's more mm. kind of looking at its wider impact but it was also that sense of if we sit it alongside this what what is it what's the story what that you're is telling the, is there yeah. another underlying message within that so another thing with each of these objects and exhibits they're sometimes quite reduced or refined or kind of distilled symbols but they are you know, embedded with so many complex messages and stories that it's, it's trying to ensure those stories are told and are apparent, but equally that you don't over-complicate them as well. You want them to be appreciated for their simplicity. Yeah, and it's also, I suppose, one of the things that struck me, in fact, we were talking about this this morning in the studio just before I left, is how when you're doing a show that is this current... All those designs are still there. It's not, you know. So you're trying to be respectful of each person's work and you're trying to tell that story, but in a very short amount of text, you know, and the object. But everyone thinks, sees their bit of work. You know, they're, mm-hmm. so, they're so worried about how they're represented. And it's re- that's really hard too because you've got to try and respect everybody, be fair to everybody. It's just, just actually politically from that point of view, it's really tough, isn't it? It's really tough. Yeah, because you almost want to consult each individual, don't you? I mean, one conversation we had was with Matt Fury, the creative mm. Pepe the Frog, 
And that was obviously important because the way in which his character had been adopted by the far right, this figure has changed from being quite an innocent a cartoon character to now this kind of symbol of hate. And obviously for Matt Fury, this is a big... A huge sh- thing. A huge, a big shift. And it's, yeah. it's ensuring that yeah. you have to show the way in which this character has been adopted, but you also need to respect its origin and kind of show the implication of this thing and again as well as technology you see the shift throughout the decade of designers they are aware that their work kind of takes on a life of its own once it kind of it goes into the hands of other people and whether it's because it's shared or disseminated in a different in a kind of platform that they never anticipated it's just that's very much this kind of subversion of his graphic messages is quite a key part or story within the exhibition. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's, I just think it's interesting trying to. Also, a lot of these issues are very raw for people, aren't they? And that's the other thing that we've had to be very careful about and respectful of, I think. Is it's, you know, whilst we have a, a sense of the whole, for many people, their one project, it affects lots of other people or it's included lots of other people. And that's tough too, isn't it? It's mm. trying to make sure that each piece is shown with that in mind. Yeah, there is. There was definitely... You You were aware you were kind of touching on sensitive topics that, like you said, were they were evocative or could, you know, even the visitor experience, those who aren't directly connected to these events, you, you knew that they might actually evoke some kind of emotion, whether it's anger or fear or but I mean we were very much conscious as well with the sense of the mood towards politics was generally quite downbeaten quite dismal and we didn't we wanted the exhibition to be an uplifting experience and one of empowerment and um the title I guess oh yeah um (gasps) was kind of another challenge getting that right wasn't it because I mean hope to nope you know in some cases it's um it's referencing the Obama Shepherd Fairy print and then the nope, um, the subversion or the kind of um, the different memes that have come out from this image. The nope is the Trump mm-hmm. portrait. And we didn't want to suggest that that's, it's been this negative, like one <laughs> yeah. from optimism to kind of negative. Yeah, yeah. But equally, it's that sense that, like I see the decade as being one that actually been hugely active. It's been a decade of protest where there is wider engagement, more people are connecting be it through graphic or through visual messages but i see no as a kind of actually more an active yeah that's word. a positive thing too exactly isn't it? it's that kind of taking control it's yeah. about empowerment so for us it was always and we yeah. talked about the visitor experience of being one of them being empowered by seeing witnessing all the different examples of how amateurs professionals really create these these kind of we talked about it being a battleground, didn't we, through graphic forms, and, and it's yeah, it's kind of quite empowering, and, and it is an uplifting space. It's yeah, actually, the work so much of the work is really colourful. Mm. It's bizarrely lovely, even though in that I think it's more so than I'd imagined in a way. So even though we were working on the design of the two D as well, so we had all these visuals and things, the scale of it is so different, and there's this the massive. N, which is the monument from Kosovo, typographic monument, which is what three meters high, mm. painted in flags, and so it just looks so 
amazingly bright and powerful as you arrive, which I think that as a start to the whole thing, that's really great, actually, because mm. it is quite uplifting, even though some of the material, even in the first section, of course, is not so uplifting. Yes. But the overall sense is that, oh, this is powerful stuff. Mm. That, that was that was what we wanted, wasn't it? That you sort of go, whoa, when you walk in, gosh, there's a lot of this, and this is really quite full on. Yeah. Because it is, the whole th- at the moment. Well, e- each section has its own kind of feel doesn't it yeah yeah like you say the 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 first section power is very colorful bright hugely diverse and then the second section is protest which there's obviously kind of more of a raw aesthetic or kind of yeah and more of a spontaneous kind of when i think of the protest section i think of the syrian posters which have got this quite neutral but lovely palette Mm. muted palette but still again really visually really strong and then in the third section personality You've got the gold wall yes. um, referencing Trump, but then also there's obviously more there's more content in there in relation to the kind of the cult of personality, including the anonymous Yeah Corbin. Corbin. Superhero. Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> <laughs> As depicted by some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's a but it's incredibly rich and varied show actually all the way through, isn't it? <laughs> Have you got favourite pieces? The Syrian posters out. Um, yeah. The the anonymous collective um Mm. Syrian and people know the way they're some of my favorites the n um, the fact that kind of modern day monument is typographic and it has it has a message and the fact that it changes every year yeah, yeah. since 2013 it, it is great it kind of again responds to the time how about you do you have i well i do in terms of stories and then i just do, i mean one of the things i feel really conflicted about is that so we have these fantastic posters from north korea and and they're using, in a way, socialist realism. I mean, it's a kind of, from the USSR onwards, you know, from Soviet Russia onwards, there's a particular style, if you like. I don't like the word style, really, in this context. Mm. But, you know, a particular way of depicting the future and what it is that any regime of this kind is is achieving, which actually I find quite beautiful mm. when they're not very beautiful regimes. <laughs> and... Um, mm. I think from a designer's point of view, that's very conflicting. And then also we have the pride propaganda mm-hmm. memes, which are doing the same thing, but using the Russian equivalents, really, of these drawn and painted images. And they always look so euphoric, don't they? There's always this idea that we're marching on to this fantastic future and it's all going to be great and we're building all these great things. Mm. And, you know, and they are incredibly seductive, mm. yeah. amazingly mm. seductive in a very alarming way, really. But I'm drawn to them. Mm. So I find that kind of interesting. And then in terms of the stories, I was really touched by the Venezuelan shields. Mm -hmm. They're shields used in protest when people are trying to protect themselves from tear gas and so on. And they're incredibly varied visually because they're made out of anything that happens to be to hand. Some of it carrying graphics that have nothing to do with the protest, actually. Uh, So they're old cans and this, that and the other. But they're often made by people who aren't going on the protest. And that's what's an extraordinary part of the story, that Mm. they're made by people who don't feel able to protest and then left in pre-assigned places for people to collect who are going on the protest. So it's a way of contributing even if you can't, don't feel if you're too old or whatever, that you don't feel you can go on the, on the Mm -hmm. protest. And I think that's a really, it's an incredibly inclusive Mm. thing, isn't it? And they're very beautiful objects actually and then the Chinese feminist story that's mm-hmm. really interesting of women who are getting onto the public transport network and holding up anti-sexual harassment posters because they're not able to display them in any orthodox way they've been persecuted for displaying them so 
they run onto a train, hold them up, and then run off again. And that that's a bit of a wake up call, I think, because that shows such bravery, doesn't it? Yeah, and the, and the way in which they're captured is almost like a performance, isn't it? Um, mm. And I suppose there's, there's quite a lot of that. Um, display of performance within protests now more than ever. I mean, the Chinese feminist is perhaps different, but there's a sense you, there's a staging of how the graphics is displayed and that's captured and then that has another life. And it's yeah, kind of, of course. But protest itself, there's, again, this awareness that when people come together en masse, there's this connection with those who people are marching with, kind of sharing stories and the, the chanting, the kind of that kind of collective union of these people with a kind of common cause but then there's this awareness that again this has a life beyond here like that you know the 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 pictures that are taken of these marches then have another life of its own again through through technology and their reach is far wider yeah more global yeah absolutely you're listening to thought starters recorded at white city place In conversation today are the curators of the Design Museum's Hope to Nope exhibition, which runs until August 12th. I mean, actually, I was thinking back about our conversations when... um, Because you were very, very keen to have some moving image about protest. And I can really see the value of that now. So we sort of tell the story of being almost in a protest, don't we, through moving image, and that was a commissioned piece, and Paul Plowman worked on it who's a, a kind of has a graphic design background but has gone on to be an animator and a moving image uh, maker really and it's a, incredibly evocative and it's so varied that's the other thing that I suppose even you know when we set out on this journey which now seemed quite a long time ago <laughs> but wasn't really you know again from I guess from a western perspective you know an idea of what I mean by protest or demonstration mm. but actually what's depicted is hugely varied some are silent some are very violent you know, some are quite joyous. Well, even when we were going through the curatorial structure, there was a sense of, with the kind of the mix of the professional and the amateur, there's that sense that some of these work come about not from a brief. They're not, the creator doesn't have a client. It's come from a, a motivation, a personal motivation that they are responding to an event or responding to their livelihood or the kind of their welfare. And so it may be that it's created with fear or with anxiety or with a need to take control. I guess the the ambition with the film installation was that you show that kind of full spectrum of motivations and moods because mm. what we one observation we found when we looked at all the different protests was these two, almost kind of a visual language, wasn't it? That mm. Some mm. protests adopt like a symbol or a colour mask or a slogan that everyone, when it comes together en masse, has this huge impact because mm. it's just this repetition. Yeah. We saw it as a, kind of a collective identity, didn't we? Mm. And then there's, in contrast to that, is more this coming together of many different styles but creative expression like a diverse kind of methods and way in which people can express themselves creatively so obviously women's march was one example where you just saw very a varied placards t-shirts badges but their moods are very different so some are more festival like whereas others are it is about you know when we looked at some footage you got that real heightened sense of fear or the risk of life. And in some cases, when they are wearing a mask, it's because they want to be anonymous and they don't want to be identified. 
And it's amazing that graphic design has that role to play in a way. They are mm. tools, they're not only placards, but they can be tools to protect to, themselves. To protect themselves, yeah. Or as um, weapons. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the umbrella as a symbol for the Occupy Central um, mm. in Hong Kong, again, that became the symbol that everyone associates with the Occupy movement. But the umbrella was because the majority of people who came out on protest came out in the midday sun. So yes. was a, an umbrella was there to shield themselves from that but then actually it became a shield to protect themselves from the the police tear gas yeah it's amazing and you then just see how this symbol the umbrella has become yeah so representative of that yeah and actually the, the penguins thing in turkey which we were originally going to do more about but then couldn't for various reasons but I, that's another example isn't it that there was a program put out on the television about penguins to try and distract people from the protest. Mm, mm. And then the penguin gets taken on board as a symbol, symbol. which is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I suppose one another challenge we found was with technology now, a lot of the content of the exhibition, to some extent, you can find online. So what we really wanted to do was ensure that we found a physical artefact or something. And Gezi was... Um, Occupy Gezi was one where we, we really couldn't find something that was authentic mm. to tell that story, but it is such a great some yeah. story and the, the, yeah. the, the penguin suddenly becomes the symbol. And I suppose another thing within the exhibition is that sense of how designers or creatives are finding ways to create images to shout through or kind of draw attention through the kind of proliferation of messages yeah. that we receive because we are in a visual culture. We receive so many images from whatever format, be it print, mm. um, screen. And it's that sense that we have that all-seeing Trump oh, yeah. machine <gasps> where we have a kind of an arcade-like machine where Trump himself will uh, redo your misfortune. But that's an approach for, in a way in which... I think people are looking for a different engagement or way in which they receive these messages and, and that was a very clever example in which the I mean that's interesting too from a in terms of graphic design because it's graphic designers don't just make graphic design anymore, do they? In a sort of, in a very traditional sense. There's a lot it's a bit like with Paul as well. Mm. That they go off and use those skills to make entirely different sorts of things, well, don't they? Graphic design is so diverse and varied and that's why I think it's such an important exhibition because mm. people there is this kind of narrow view of what graphic design mm. is but it really is this sense of communicating a message regardless of what format it is uh, yeah and that might be from very small scale be it a badge or a sticker to a large billboard or mm. a projection on a wall or yeah it's anything from the kind of internet meme and um, the animated gif which again is something that's kind of a, come out from this decade there's mm. now something that we are constantly in contact with or coming to yeah yeah that was Margaret Cubbage and Lucian Roberts, the curators of the Design Museum's Hope to Nope exhibition. This has been Thought Starters, recorded at the pod at White City Place. Thought Starters is a Dan & Co. project for White City Place, produced by David Michon, and recorded and edited by Claire Urban. To find out how you can record your own podcast at White City Place, find us at whitecityplace.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or Instagram at White City Place. 
and subscribe to Thought Starters on iTunes, Acast, and Stitcher. Give us a rating and write us a comment. It really helps. We'll see you next time.